You're listening to a Radio 191 FM podcast. I'm currently joined in studio by Jen Catamol from the music program here at the University of Otago and Otipoti-based composer Kerian Varane, who will shortly be performing Tonga Puro, or traditional Māori instruments, for us live in studio. Uh, kia ora, how's it going? Kia ora, Hello. good thanks. Uh, so firstly, can you tell us um, about both of your own interests in Tonga Puro? What drew to it? Okay, um, so I first heard Taonga Poro back in 1998, so that's mm. kind of showing my age a little bit, <laughs> um, when I was a student here at Otago, mm. um, and Richard Nunns came and did a workshop and a class for a paper that I was taking, and I was just blown away by the stories, the connection to land, the spiritual aspect, um, so it's kind of hooked from then on, really. Awesome. Yeah, myself, I came across it at a university, and got to play some heard Richard Nunn's and Hidani play and all of that um, what took me was the connection to the land as the biggest thing and as an instrument maker myself just these completely different ways of making instruments loads of different ways of playing them and just the sound world in general it's just yeah that's awesome uh, and can you speak to uh, the significance of Taonga Poro and what sort of sets it apart from western instruments Gosh, where to start on that one? <laughs> um, uh, multi-instrumentalist speaking, there's a completely different feeling to them. Your breath comes from a different part of you. Um, more of your body is involved in different ways. Uh, I haven't experienced with other instruments. There's nothing quite like playing them. Mm. I, I love that it's not prescriptive. You know, nobody sort of comes along and says, oh, you're playing that core, we're wrong. Mm. Um, you know, there's such a variety of different um, aspects to their voices, mm. and every every tongue is completely unique yeah. as well. So, um, yeah, every every experience of playing is kind of a, this unique partnership and a bit of a bit of a journey. Mm. You're always learning new things. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and it's a field of music that's experienced quite a revitalisation in the last two or three decades. Uh, can you speak a bit to that about, um, I suppose, the, the history of these instruments? Yeah, a little bit. Um, so um, there was a, a fellow called Joe Malcolm who was doing mm. um, some revitalisation work back in the 60s. And then he's, um, he gave some wānanga that people like Brian Flintoff, Richard Nunns, who in Melbourne, attended. Um, and that kind of sparked a, a revival movement called Homanu, Breath of Birds. Um, so that was kind of taking place um, sort of from the from the 70s into the 80s. Mm. Um, there's this really couple of really cool stories about um, Richard and, and Hirani. Hirani, there's a song of his called Taku Putorino, and it's about his experience of going to the Auckland Museum and seeing a putorino behind the glass. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's this memory he has of, of going up to the the glass of the museum case and pressing his nose against it mm-hmm. so sharing a, a hongi yeah. and and asking that taonga you know, what, what was your voice like how, how did you sound because at that stage nobody knew mm. you know, Richard talks talks about this article that he came across in I think it's like Auckland Weekly News or some, some sort of magazine where um, museum curators were writing about um, these artefacts in the Auckland Museum that they thought might have been musical instruments, but they, you know, they weren't really sure. Hmm. Um, so, you know, the state of knowledge was such that, um, you know, a lot of a lot of strands in that in that mat, mat of knowledge had been sort of unravelled mm-hmm. at that stage. Yeah, yeah. Um, so Taonga Porto had kind of fallen out of disuse. Um, 
a lot of that is, is probably down to, to their tapu nature. So very, very sacred, um, which of course is not something that um, missionaries or anybody trying to so-called civilise Māori was very much in favour of. So mm. Tangaporo practice really suffered for, for a lot of decades um, till, till the revival movement. Yeah. Wow. You know, a lot added to that, you'd know when the Tahonga Suppression Act was repealed. Repel- 1907, I think. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm, not allowed to um, speak to that in schools and being shunned for mm. that, so that's just. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so very sad. Um, I guess to a revitalisation at the moment, I was invited to Wellington to play at the first um, Puro Festival uh, last November. November. Um, the scene up there is quite amazing. Um, mm. Alistair mm. Fraser, Ruby Sully, and Daniel Bevan organised that one. Um, and the Pyramid Club helped host all of it. And it was really encouraging and welcoming space for a lot of, lot of people. That's awesome. Well, thank you both so much for coming in and chatting to me in studio. And we've got about eight minutes until you will be performing for us live, which I am absolutely fizzing for. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Thank you very much. Cool, thank you. That was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more of them at r1.co.nz forward slash podcast. <laughs>